Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. We ask you for greater, a greater, stronger faith, overcoming faith in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that we choose to walk and live in the Spirit habitually according to your word. That's what you've given us. So we thank you all the times the enemy has beaten us down, eaten us down. You just restore even our very flesh. You restore everything. You restore our eyesight. You restore our families. You restore those that we pray for into a right frame of mind. I thank you, Father. You redeem everything about our lives. I thank you, Father, you'll show us what things to redeem, including the music mountain, the music business. We just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you've chosen us to do this. We thank you and we praise you. We praise you. Thank you. We thank you that every person who's come in here this morning who has some kind of hopeless idea that there's nothing good in the future, there's no way of salvation. There's no way anything can be better. We thank you, Father, you just smash through all of that. (laughs) Smash through it. You just smash through it, Father. You You just come on. You're so welcome. You're so welcome to come be in our midst and us to live in this new covenant of habitation, of you in us. And we thank you for the expansion of the redemption of our lives. We thank you that our lives bring you more glory than they've ever done. Ever, ever, ever. We thank you, Father, for guiding us. Like Rod said, you live in the thick darkness. And I thank you that wherever there are dark places in our lives, Lord, you just shine. You just shine, shine, shine. Amazing, shining, bright lights we are. Just bring it on. Bring it on. Come on, ask the Lord to shine in your darkest place. You have strength to endure. You have strength to move on. You have strength to make progress. You have strength to come again. You have strength to do it again. We thank you, Father. The enemy's been put under our feet, and he can stay there until we say it's time to go. We thank you for our building. We thank you for the building that matches the vision that you're giving. We thank you. You're the redeemer, Father. We've been shoved around, pushed around, pushed out, led out. We thank you. We pray blessings upon George Hammer and his team in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray the blessings of salvation. We pray according to 1 Corinthians 3.13 that every dead work is burned up, Father. And we pray for the fire of your spirit to burn up the dead works in our lives. That we just, what we do is fruitful. What we do is beneficial. We thank you for extraordinary testimonies in this upcoming time, this new season that we've stepping, we are stepping into it and we have stepped into it. We thank you, Father, that we live habitually. We live and walk in the spirit. We live and walk in the Spirit, and therefore everything we put our hands to prospers. 
We are the healed of the Lord. We are the blessed of the Lord. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We're not religious about this. We just simply know our rights. So we stand the ground. Having done all, stand. Enjoy life. Enjoy good days. Go be a blessing to someone. Amen? Okay. Let's look at the word. Ephesians 1. Verse 7, it says, In him, in the Amplified, we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation through his blood, the remission, the forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, and trespasses in accordance with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor. You know, I would suggest if you're not enjoying the generosity of God's gracious favor, that's a good prayer. That's a great prayer. Father, thank you for more generosity in my life of your gracious favor. That's really nice. That's comfortable. I don't have to be nervous about when I walk down corridors of power or the streets of London. I have God's gracious favor. Gracious favor for everything we do. I'm not stressed. I'm not striving. I'm not competing. I'm not threatened by anything. I'm just who I am in God. And I'm growing. And I'm growing in him. And I'm, I'm flourishing in him. Because you're planted. You're not here today by accident. If you think you just came here for the first time, you didn't. You're here by divine appointment. Because we are a praying church. We are a worshiping church. So it's a good thing to know, number one, that God is the God of redemption. He's redeeming your life. He's redeeming the things the cankerworm has eaten up. You just stay in the word. Don't get out of this. Let your soul meditate. I don't know what you do when I go to bed. I just get tired at 10 or 11 at night, and I want to go and be alone with God. And it's up to you what you do. God God sees what we do. We don't have to be worried or control freaks or anything. We just God's going to set us in the body as it pleases him, and he's going to put things in our lives to redeem, not, not just to show his redemption in us, but to show who he is. I don't know about you, but my life has been redeemed and is in the process of being redeemed even more. It's exciting. It's so exciting. Sometimes I get a bit fearful because, you know, things kind of open up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's much bigger than me. And God says, oh, come and listen to me. And when you listen to God, he says, he says things you think, well, that's impossible. But you just have to know that he is the God of redemption. He's going to do it. I was reading a story in Rick Renner's uh, devotion about a friend of his who had a little goat. And he got the message, so sorry to tell you, this is the local police, but your goat has been hit by a car and is in the ditch and you need to go get him. So the guy goes to get the goat. But when he gets there... The goat isn't dead. The goat's just tied up. Somebody had tried to steal the goat, and its legs were tied up. She says, come on, get up, get up, like I say to the puppies. Get up, shut up, whatever. You know, you're sad, you're glad, or you're mad. You're one of, one of those emotions. So, anyway, the goat 
can't get up because its legs are tied up. He's got a rope around him. And so he unties him, but he's been there for such a while, his legs are kind of stuck together. So he finally has to go and pick the goat up and put him on his feet and say, Shh, go, you're free. And really much of the body of Christ is a bit like that. We're actually free. Let's go to Galatians 3.13. We were up at the barn this week and we were talking um, about curses and about things. I just want to read this. Galatians 3.13. Christ, it's in the Amplified. Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, the doom of the law, and the condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. is crucified. So you have to get a picture here. You have to get a bit of a imagery going. We're in a new season, spiritually. Yeah? We're in the Hebraic New Year. We're in the time to press through. We're in the time to be in the new season. We're in the time to enjoy who we are, to, to become who we are. I'm excited to hear about Io sharing about becoming and Bobby at Chosen. Because Chosen Live in London is like this monthly gathering to promote what we do once a year at Chosen. We, we desire to bring God's heart to the creativity that he's put in each one of us we, you know, it wasn't always called Chosen. We were doing it for a few years called the Turning and the Prayer Camp. I don't know. You know, sometimes you're just kind of weaving through to get... When God began to say, you're chosen, I had a hard time swallowing it. Now, I kind of know I am. I know I'm free from the junk of the world. But it took a while to actually let it really become a part of my personality, a part of who I am. And it was obviously a huge challenge when Rod's life was challenged. Needed a new liver and, you know, but God, I just want to say this. God is supernatural. He's not natural. God's not into logic. God's not into intellectualism. God's outside the box. There's nothing wrong with that thinking. Sometimes we need it, good common sense. But it's actually man-made. God-made stuff is supernatural. Seriously, I'm living proof. When I lived with the Rolling Stones in 1971 and they were recording Exile on Main Street, I had no idea I was walking way out of the will of God. But I was crying out, I was crying out, I was crying out. God, I thought you'd be with me all the days of my life because he'd sent angels when I was about three who'd say, we've come from the throne of God to say, no matter what happens to you, God is with you all the days of your life. Well, he's with you all the days of your life. He's with every one of us. Just getting it is another thing, you see. So I want you to take this word into the focus of this month of November. Happy birthday month. We'll keep it quiet, just like you did mine. 
No, we will. Kind of an in-house joke, sorry, it's Rod's birthday on the 13th. I mean, who, who but God would have a Rod Anderson born on November the 13th? Sorry. Those of you who catch the prophetic meaning of numbers, I just, just let it go. Redemption is free, being free from sin and evil. And don't you just love, there aren't any others like you, you're unique, but don't you just love people who refuse to accept the legalities of logic, of intellectualism. Well, I can't imagine you doing that. Well, get a grip. I've got my one hand in God's hands and the other hand on people. And somewhere in the middle, my life is a life of prayer. And it's been redeemed. And when I was in 1971, around the Rolling Stones, crying out for redemption. You know, there are people out there crying, beseeching God. They don't know they're praying even. They're just longing for redemption. Why don't you just take a moment, just say, God, I want my f- the fullness of my redemption. Physically, spiritually, financially. I want everything that you plan for my life to burst into my life. And I will give you the glory. I will. Amen? So, uh, when I was down there crying out to God and thought there's no hope, it's hopeless. I mean, how could God come into my life when you weren't even allowed to mention his name? Why don't you turn with me to Job 33 for a minute? Well, we, it probably will be quite short as it happens. Aren't you glad? But I, oh no, that's Jeremiah. We don't want to go there. We want to go to Job. See, we were coming in this morning and I was, we were stopped around the um, roundabout at the Elephant and Castle. And a bus came along beside me. And I mean, everybody in that bus just looked dead. Totally dead. And I just kind of glanced over and I said uh, out loud, you know, some people just have no revelation of eternity or their eternal destination. They're just dead. Some people have no revelation of their eternal destination. You've got to look at this for a minute. You've got to back up a bit and say, oh, I'm on the journey. This is an interesting moment. But hey, have your way with me. And uh, all I knew was when I was crying out to God, I didn't know he was a God of redemption. I was just crying out to him. Where are you? And walking across the uh, living room of Keith Richards' house down there, he was renting Nelcott, this huge place. The audible voice of God said, you're walking where my angels fear to tread. And it just, it just wiped me out. I mean, I looked up, there was like a white pillar in this, seemed like in the room. I looked out and I could hear Mick Jagger talking, but it was like nobody saw but me. There'll be times when you'll be on a stage with a bunch of worldly people, you know, and God will just speak to you audibly. 
And it'll be just for you. God is incredibly supernatural, but incredibly personal. And I didn't put the two and two together that maybe my mother was praying or my granny. I don't know who was praying. All I know is that night after night after night, I kept having the same supernatural dream. A man on a white horse about the size of this ceiling bit here would be chasing me. And I was terrified to look in his face because I just knew not to. Because I knew I wasn't living right. You see, God's got a lot for every one of us. And he's got a lot for us as a church, as the Commonwealth Church in London. He's got a huge amount for us. We're moving into a new dimension with, with the whole imagery, branding, hashtagging, whatever, wherever God's taking us, he's bringing the music and the message and the life of people who refuse defeat. Really, that's what it's about. And, and I'm not really bothered if some people say, well, you just think, you know, you're triumphant. Listen, I'm learning to walk in victory every day. I'm learning to walk in victory up here and in my life because God has called us to God, guide, and govern. So whether it's your marriage, whether it's your relationship, because one minute a relationship can be great, then it can go completely weird. Sometimes you think your finances are just flooding in, then all of a sudden, whoa, you have to watch stuff. Sometimes it comes in buckets. And it's interesting how you can sort of open a door in the spirit, basically quite unknowingly, and not realize you've kind of been pushed into an area in the corner of defeat. God hasn't called us to defeat. God's called us to victory. And he's supernatural. So I used to have this dream night after night after night. And I was just like freaked out because I was happier asleep than I was awake. Because at least while I was asleep, it's like it says here in Job 33. Once you read it with me from the Amplified, verse 14. For God does reveal his will. He speaks not only once... But more than once, even though men do not regard it, including you, Job, one may hear God's voice in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed. Then he opens the ears of men, he seals their instructions, terrifying them with warnings. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and cut off pride from him, disgusting him with his own disappointing self-sufficiency. He holds him back from the pit of destruction and his life from perishing by the sword of God's destructive judgments. God's voice may be heard by a man when he's chastened with pain upon his bed and with continued strife in his bones, or while all his bones are firmly set, so that his desire makes him loathe food and even dainty dishes, nauseate him. His flesh is so wasted away. This is like a person dying of like a cancer or something, just wasting away. Verse 22, yes, his soul draws near to corruption and his life to the inflictors of death, the destroyers. God's voice may be heard if there is 
for the hearer, a messenger or an angel, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show a man what is right for him, how to be upright and in right standing with God. It's very powerful what happened to Job. It's very powerful what God's written. Then God is gracious to him and says, Deliver him from going down into the pit of destruction. I have found a ransom price, a price of redemption, an atonement. Then the man's flesh shall be restored and become fresher and more tender than a child's. And return to the days of his youth. He prays to God and he is favorable to him so that he sees his face with joy. I look at God's face with joy. I'm like, morning. Good morning. I'm up. Okay, I'm awake. But my brain isn't. Could you wake my brain up? <laughs> you know, I have a great relationship with God and it's only getting better. I'm only fearful of him when I don't obey what he prompts me to say and to do. I'm only concerned when I refuse to shift with the paradigm shift that he wants to do in my life. If you go over to Luke 5, and we won't go there, but I can just kind of run us through it. It's like Jesus came to the disciples and they'd been toiling all night and caught nothing. But nevertheless, at his word, what happened? They went out again and they had this enormous harvest. Okay? So we were talking at the barn this week. We were talking about the way forward. And I said, you know, when you're in the middle of a storm, when you're in the middle of, and I grew up sailing in Norfolk and out there on the, uh, I can't even think what, No, not the broads, the sea. When we went out on the sea, what's it called there? The channel? No, the North Sea. The North Sea. I got there. I'll get there, okay? I mean, there were waves sometimes that looked as high as this. And I used to be so frightened. But Tom, he would be yelling at me, Don't let go of the boat! And then the boat capsized, just a little wooden Norfolk dinghy, you know, and we were racing. I'm like, great, if my parents, they're gone, but if my parents had known at the age of 15, 16, I was out in a boat that was in like six foot waves, they would, I would have been in big trouble. <laughs> really big trouble. Naughty girl. But I love sailing. And I was talking to the guys this week about the paradigm shift. And I was saying, you know, God wants to bring you into a paradigm shift. When he redeemed you, he redeemed you for his plans. Not for the Rolling Stones, not for the 60s, not for that. Of course I want to see the music business. Of course I want to hear songs in our church become popular on Radio 1 and all that. And I really believe with all of my heart this kind of stuff is going to happen. I really believe some of the songs that you're writing... I mean, it's my heartbeat. It just beats like this. I'm like, I hear a song, I think, okay, we're close, but we're still not quite there. So I, I believe in that. But anyway, I was out in this boat, and the waves are going up and down, and my goodness, it was scary. But see, God is with you in those places. He's redeeming your life. He was with me when I was in the pit, which is really what life was like in the south of France. It wasn't like, woohoo. Well, it had its moments. 
But all I'm saying is, God wants to bring you to the place of redeeming your life to what he wants. So I shared from Proverbs 16.3 in our monthly email, and this is what we were talking about at the barn, I shared, let God, Proverbs 16.3, cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Let your computer, let your head... Be, be expectant, be pregnant with change. Because when, you, when you're sailing and the captain shouts Leo, he's not looking for Leo, your friend. He means go in the other direction. And we're in a place right now, we're in a time and a season right now to go in another direction. Okay? And that means the wind is still there. The Holy Spirit is still there. You've been going this way as hard as you can. You've been leaning over. The boat's been going as fast as it can. And suddenly, bang, Leo. And Leo means duck your head down. Because if you don't, you'll be like one of those blessed novices who just, bang, the boom comes across. Well, actually, it would go that way if you were going to go that way. And it just, bang, comes across. I've seen people knocked out. I've seen people knocked out unconscious into the water as I grow up. Because they couldn't put their head down. You put your head down as low as you can put it. I mean, I used to think, oh God, you know, because I didn't want, I once had my head banged enough. I didn't ever want that to happen again. And so you put your head down and you start preparing. You pull in the sheet from the other side. You pull in the rope that pulls the jib and the front sail in and captures the wind. And you just wait. You don't pull it in too tight. You pull it in enough until the captain t- yells at you to pull it in more. But you do it slowly. You just, you just do what you're told. And I'm telling you, God is speaking to every one of you. During the night seasons, he'll give you dreams. He'll give your kids dreams. Don't think you can stop warring if you're in a fight. Don't think that God isn't able to save. He's totally able to save any situation in your family, in, in your life with the people you work with. He can do it. And he will do it. But he's looking to see who he can show himself strong on behalf of. Tells us in, I think it's First Chronicles 69. Who, who, who can I show myself strong? Hey, me! Come on! Show yourself strong. Redeem London. Redeem. If London is the place now, the, the, the most popular place has more billionaires than any other city in the world, bring them into the kingdom. Don't be frightened. Bring them in. Let, let us let us have our recording studio, our film studio, whatever we need. Bring it, bring it on. Don't say it's impossible. That's this realm. That's this realm. That's this realm. I don't know, but God's been doing something with me the last few months where He's been saying it's time for you to digest what you've been hearing, and it's time for you to be in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and not look at this. Because I can change it in a moment. (sighs) And you might look at me and think, well, it's easy for you. No, it isn't. There are some things in my face, 24-7 almost. Me, 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 me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to have the will of God. We're going to have the dreams of God. We're going to have redemption.
where Satan has eaten away into our emotions, into our minds. Even if it's dreams during the night season, we're going to receive instruction when we can't hear it in the daytime. Our faith is coming up to a new level. So I believe there are things in your life, I'm just back down, I believe there are things in your life that need to be redeemed. Only God can do it. And I believe as we pray, Father, you hear this. I'm asking you this week, this month, for redemption to be a big word in our thinking. You redeem our lives. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. We're not under any kind of curses. Historic generation or anything in the ley lines or anything. We're not under. We're above and not below. We're the head and not the tail. And we thank you for giving us and granting us extraordinary faith. And we ask you now in this new month of November to bring us into a place where things start to become free, where we actually may have dreams during the night season, where, Holy Spirit, you are our personal trainer. Each one of us says, I have a personal trainer. I have a personal trainer. I was asking my friends in Westminster last week, do you have a personal trainer? And one of them said, oh, yes, I do. And I said, I have one too. And they looked at me like, well, you shouldn't have money for that. I said, I have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hello? I have the Holy Spirit. So, uh, you know, many times you can kind of think, oh, I wish I was free. You are free. You are free. You are free. You're free from that junk. <laughs> You're totally free from the junk. You're free. Enjoy it. Welcome it. Welcome it. Welcome the grace and the refining process and the paradigm shift and put your head down and see where the wind is blowing in your life because it's always blowing. And I believe that the music and the sounds that we're making in this church and the messages of faith and prayer and pressing through are coming together. And uh, God's going to use this church family. He's going to use every one of you. So I'd like you to put your hand on the person next to you and just pray blessing on them. Come on. Blessing. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Bank accounts filled, goodness and grace and mercy. Like Mary said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Bless, we're going to bless Israel today. We're going to bless. God is the redeemer of everything. He sent Jesus. He's redeeming. He's redeeming. He's redeeming. He's redeeming. He's redeeming. He's regaining possession of something in exchange for the payment that Jesus made. And we just say thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. 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 Receive it now. Just say, I receive it. I receive. And I'm willing to make a paradigm shift this month. I'm willing to see myself, my marriage, my relationships, my job, my career, my future. I'm willing to go for it. So we're going to stand up and worship him, sing a song. And just receive. 
Just receive. Receive from the Redeemer. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know if it's your flesh, your money, your family. But you know what you feel. Oh, that shouldn't have happened. Well, let's let's start praying and let's start focusing and let God. You guys start whenever you're ready. And let's start thanking God that we're not like the uh, goat tied up with our legs tied up, you know. (laughs) We're not like that. We're not like that. Jesus broke the bonds of slavery. You know, and and meditate on Galatians 3.13 if you love Jesus. Say, you know what? I need this broken. And get determined. Get more vocal. Seriously, get more vocal. I was looking up the word, um, the Greek word. And now you've got to help me. Exagoridozo. Ex means out. Agordizo was the Greek word most notably used to describe the slave market. It was a disgusting place where human beings were bought and sold like animals. And when you put the two words together, it actually is the word for redeem. God's brought you out of slavery. He has chosen you. What's your purpose? What am I to do? We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 